Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. We're back. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? It's fantastic, but Corey, I'm wondering why you're wearing a tux. Because today we are exploring all the wonders that happened at the Emmys. Yeah, yeah that, that was the like, award that was like show. four weeks ago. Really? That was like four weeks ago, man. I was on vacation for a couple uh, weeks now there. You're, now you're, and, idiot, idiot in a tux. Yeah, I'm way overdressed <laughs> for this podcast right now. Though I do look good in a bow tie, you have to admit. You look great. <laughs> this cummerbund is really uncomfortable. Cummerbund? Cummerbund. I believe it ends with a T. Yeah, cummerbund. Not a cummerbund. I decided against going with the waistcoat and went with a cummerbund. Cummerbund. Yeah. I still don't feel that's right. No, that's right. Cummerbund. Is it like a silent T? It might be. I may be pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> I feel like it's a cummerbund. A cummerbund? I'm, I'm, I feel like it's not like a bunt cake. Hmm. I mean, you know, throw it out to the Twitterverse. Uh, who's who's correct here? I've never heard it called a cummerbund. Cummerbund. Is that is that incorrect? That doesn't, that doesn't feel right. Look, I'm wearing it, so whatever. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're not doing the Emmys today. No, we're not doing the Emmys. Oh, okay. So then every week we try to fucking pick a year and a Although category. I will have to say the Emmys was an absolute atrocious affair was in it? which the newest season of Game of Thrones won for best drama series. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right because it beat out Ozark. Really, Ozark is fantastic. Yeah, Especially we can we can for a couple we can couple for a couple minutes right. talk about yeah, let's, switching I, the envelope I mean, I on have, another fucking award show, right? I, I have a notebook full. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of fucking award shows that have just just thrown aside the good the good episodes and the good movies for shit. Yeah, I think uh, the Game of Thrones uh, Emmy was probably just a gimme for its totality. You know? For it being over, for winter finally coming. Yeah, winter came all over everybody's face, and nobody liked it. Because nobody likes it when uh, people get winter on their face. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, they sort of just gave it to it because uh, everybody loved that show, despite how terrible the last season was. Well, The Bodyguard, not the Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. Whitney, Whitney Houston movie. Mm-hmm. The Bodyguard the with the guy from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That should have also gotten some nods it was a really good series yeah i liked it with the girl who was like taller than the guy and it was good it's good series <laughs> the girl that was taller than the guy that was your yeah. takeaway yeah <laughs> that the guy he fell in love with was like three inches taller than him sure so poor casting but great show yeah <laughs> or at least do the tom cruise trick where they make him stand on a bunch of apple boxes and shit yeah <laughs> they like dig a ditch or like the way they did it in the old westerns where they would like dig a ditch down the middle of the road and have the women stand in the ditch when they were doing walking, talking scenes, so that the men always looked taller than the women. Or didn't they also have them only shoot on the walkway? Yeah, well, they from they also upward angles. They also had two sides of the streets with identical sets, where one was a scaled down version, so that when the men stood in front of it, they yeah. looked massive, and when the women stood on the other side of the uh, street on the full scale model, they just looked like regular people. Yeah, I think I learned that from the Universal tour when I was like five. That's right. I've memorized the burnt Universal down back- now. Backlog. It burnt down. I think I burnt down like in two thousand eight. They've yeah. rebuilt it. But they will rebuild. It's not the same it thing. Is not. You're right. They don't have the same memories there. No. Now they have like really bullshitty parts of the tour where you go to like Godzilla. Now you know if you want to go or on King the- Kong like uh, is all a 3D video thing, or you like hang out with the Fast and the Furious people down a tunnel. It's for the lame. for the people that are that are looking for those tours. The best one is Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, or Paramount. Oh, does Paramount do a, a backlot? They tour? do a backlot tour, but there's isn't really a backlot tour. It's more of a hey, this is the sign, and this is the <laughs> this is being a part of Hollywood. You can walk around and feel like you're one of us. Now, Warner Brothers is definitely worth worth your uh, your time and your money. You Although, get to go to Central Perk. Now they've actually included. I think I haven't been there since this, but they've included the uh, Big Bang Theory as part of it. Uh. So the Big Bang Theory, an immensely uh, popular show that was also terrible. <laughs> also ter- ter- terrible. 
Yes. You think Friends was terrible? No, no. I, I, Friends is fine. Um, there, it, most of Friends is incredibly dated, but there are from some, oh yeah, Friends some, is so dated. Some really good episodes. No, it's so dated. Uh, it's just like Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld that's is what incredibly it's... dated, but like no, I don't you think can Seinf- still enjoy the episodes. I don't think Seinfeld and Friends have the same. I don't think Seinfeld has um, grown, or it doesn't date as well as Friends. I think Friends is still. Uh, like I don't know how to say it. It's still emotional. There's an emotional aspect to Friends where you can still watch it and get something out of it. Sure. There's no emotional aspect to Seinfeld. Okay. I so see, it just I see what you're it dates quicker. Yeah. Seinfeld was always a show that like spoke to you with like at an arm's distance. Yeah. Even when it was on, you know, it was it was a little bit like the adults are talking. Yeah. Kind of kind of a show for sure. And well, Fr- Friends is like it's a bunch of dumb adults who don't know how to adults are talking. So yeah, I but guess it's, that, it's that, also that's something where, where they let you in. Way. Friends feels more like letting you into the their cool life thing, yeah. whereas Seinfeld doesn't. It's the same thing like Cheers did. I wasn't even old enough when I wasn't even I don't think I was born when Cheers kit was on. Mm-hmm. But I know I wasn't actually. But when Cheers you I can still watch Cheers now. Way dated. But yeah. still, I can watch it, and I'm like, "Oh, I, this is a cool show." Try to try to watch for Ted Danson's shifting hairline. Yes, <laughs> no, he just changes wigs. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he would change his his hairpiece, and it kind of sat at different spots in his head. Dude, you should go. You should go watch the first season of that show. It is a massive wig. It is. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Obvious wig. He's, he's got like a full mullet wig. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough about his wig. So in this show, we are going to be talking about instead of doing Emmys, instead of doing TV shows, we're going to go back to our original, our original. Uh, Formula. Formula. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the Academy Awards Woo-hoo! and how they fucked up. So uh, this year we're going to be doing... This year? This year. This well, episode. you know, it's, it's starting to feel like that. It but does. this episode we're going to be talking about the 2012 Academy Awards Ooh, because we fired guess. Al. We fired Al. We fired Al? We fired Al. Shit happens when I go on vacation. I'm never going on vacation ever again. No, I just sent him away and put him on vacation. You went on vacation right now, so he's Al's on, on vacation. vacation. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's in a... He's up going on a cruise to Alaska right now. <laughs> oh, I I just went on that cruise. It's fantastic. <laughs> bon so, voyage, Al. So this week we just chose. We picked we picked uh, 2012 Academy Awards, uh, 2013 Academy Awards, the movies of 2012. Yes, 2013. Yes. See, I'm all screwed up without Al here. 2013 Academy Awards. We're with off the, the cuff. 2012 with movies of 2012. So because Al's not here to do the whole thing that we normally would do, Corey and I are going to do something a little different. Mm, yes. A new segment, if you will. Yeah. So instead of me having to to take the 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 stuff that Al gives me to to the trivia to give to Corey and have him choose, what we're gonna do. Corey and I are gonna play a little game. We knew this time it was gonna be the 2013 Academy Awards mm-hmm. with movies of 2012. So Corey and I are going to try and trick each other, try and psych each other out on some different trivia, and you can play along um, at home or in your car. Uh, because Corey and I actually don't know any of the answers here. We actually are going to try and see if we can trick each other. Yes, for gonna, for once, it's a real trivia. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play trivia. Like, pretend you're in your, your neighborhood bar and you're playing trivia. That's kind of what we're doing right now. That's right. It's time for Stump, 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 the Switches, Switches, Switches. Stump switches. the Switches, bitches. <laughs> All right, let me, let me pull up my... We've each written two trivia questions based off of movies that... Debuted in 2012. Uh, who, who? So once again, all these movies. So the answers are going to have to do with movies of 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey's going to ask me a question, and I'm going to have to try and guess. If I can't guess, then I have to drink a shot. Oh, okay. If you if he can't guess, same for him. Okay, shot. This could be a very interesting podcast. We're going to get real loose. Going into the actual podcast. All right, so films of 2012 trivia. Here we go. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. All right. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll give you a bit of a softball. Softball, huh? Yeah. This blockbuster franchise that helped skyrocket its star into superstardom in 1997 released its third installment in 2012, some 10 years after the sequel, Thrilled Audiences. Which franchise? Third installment. It's the third installment, but it took 10 years to go from two to three, and the first film helped skyrocket its star. Okay, so this year in 2012, there are several different types of franchises that came out. Mm. There was Avengers, which this is not, because its superstar was already a superstar. Sure. There was 
uh, Hunger Games, which started this year. Mm-hmm. There was Twilight, Breaking Dawn, mm-hmm. which I just—I don't think this is the third installment. Is Breaking Dawn this? Breaking Dawn. I'll say Breaking Dawn. I, I, I don't know. Was it ten years in between the Twilight movie? I didn't think there was ten years in between the first and third one. <laughs> There's also Underworld um, that came out this year. Rise of the Lycans. Yeah, Underworld came out this year. I don't think it's any of those. Mm. Um, there was also, let's see what else came out this year. There's also um, uh, that the Bourne series, but it wasn't with Matt Damon at this time. 2012 no, Jeremy had Renner Jeremy took, Renner took over. Mm-hmm. So it's not that one because this is the fourth installment. Mm-hmm. And Batman, but this was... Uh, I guess if you're, are you, are you only counting the Batman, the newest Batman series? I would only stay within the sort of localized trilogy or franchise. Yes, so not, Batman, not like the whole. Story. I would guess Batman then. Batman. So you're going with Batman, and that that third movie was Batman: The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Okay. No, incorrect. Take your ah. shot. <laughs> so what was the answer? No, the movie in question is Men in Black Three. The franchise, the Men in Black franchise. <laughs> That's shit. It's shit. That's shit. Will Smith went from Fresh Prince to... Nobody watched Men in Black 3. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that that was the good movie. I said that the second movie thrilled audiences. <laughs> that was... That, nobody saw Men in Black 3. That was a crap movie. Men in Black 2, though, lots of people went to go see. And nobody went to see Men in Black 3, which makes you know how bad Men in Black 2 was. Yeah. You know, Men in Black 2 had uh, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> So, you know, he was real popular in, you know, 2002. (laughs) All right. So. All right. Point for Corey. So since mine isn't crap, I'll give you a good question. Okay. Okay. I'll start with, I'll give you a softball. By the way, both both of my trivia questions are about terrible films. (laughs) Are you, that's, well, mine are not. Well, they're not, they're not terrible, but yeah. Mine are not. Okay. Okay. So in 2012, Tom Hardy starred as Bane. In the Batman movie. What other movie did he star in in 2012? Ooh. Name that movie. What the fuck is the name of that movie? My brain is going to the movie with Shia LaBeouf, where they are... Name that movie. Where they are... They are um, brothers in... They're running alcohol. What the fuck is the name of that movie? Oh shit! Um, I, I cannot for the life of me think of that goddamn movie. The title is Alcohol Brothers. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> it's not that movie, is it? Yeah, I, I got nothing. Lawless. You had the right movie. You Lawless. Right it was fuck. I was yeah, right. You had the right movie. You Son of a bitch. The, didn't have. You didn't have the name. All right, I'll take half a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Lawless. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I, I was I was at least describing the right movie. I just couldn't come up with the title. Fuck. All right. All right. All right. So your second question, Jeff. This sci-fi epic based on a book and character first debuted 100 years prior to the release of this film. It's considered one of the most expensive movies ever made. It also holds the distinction of being the worst flop in history until the following year when the same studio released The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger is a flop? Complete money loss really god that was a great movie yes um but i like westerns okay so this movie terrible flop let's see lots of clues in that question you had a lot of clues but not a lot of clues that i would Mm. care about so you've got a movie that was made 100 years before a book that came out 100 years or a it was really a like a news clip serial story that started the whole thing in 1912 and then this studio, the studio that also released The Lone Ranger, opted to uh, put an adaptation. And this movie lost money. Lost a ton of money. I don't know. Uh, the movie lost uh, somewhere around $200 million. It, uh, its budget just to make the film was $350 plus an additional 200 and some odd million dollars to market it. Which they heavily marketed it. There was Super Bowl ads and everything, but they couldn't. People couldn't get around the fact that the fucking movie was named John Carter, 
Oh, that movie, yeah. <laughs> I never saw it. It's actually, it's not a terrible movie. It's, um, you know, it's a fucking, like, sci-fi epic, but for, like, kids and young tweens is sort of the general audience that it would appeal most to. Um, but Yeah, this yeah. is the one where he's on, like, Mars. Yeah, John Carter from Mars. Mars. They changed yeah. the title a few times, too, yeah. because they thought that was the, the problem. The is super stupid. You know. It's, it's, it's visually stunning. Maybe because everybody but. now knows there's nobody on Mars. <laughs> that's that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the practicality of a Civil War soldier going to Mars. Yeah, if they would have just changed it to like a different planet, maybe it would Uranus. Be, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Um. All right. So I don't know how to phrase this question. Whether it'd be more difficult to guess. I think I'll, I'll make it easy. I'm gonna, I'll give you softball. Okay. Throw, okay. Throw you, you, don't, you don't have to. It's okay. Throw yourself. Fucking lawless. You want to make okay? You want to make it harder? That movie too. I'll make it harder for you. Okay. In the character Billy Crash. Mm. Fuck you. And the character Clay Hawkins were two characters in both Lincoln and Django Unchained, both nominated. For Academy Awards, were played by this actor. What is this actor's name? He was in both movies in 2012. What is his name? He was in Django Unchained and Lincoln. He was in Django Unchained and Lincoln. Or he was a pivotal, pivotal co-star in both movies. His character names in these movies were Billy Crash and Clay Hawkins. What is his name? Oh, man. <laughs> and I will say, this is hard. He's not a, somebody who's a... I'm terrible with actors' names in general. This is a difficult one. Oh, I'm going through the list of like people who are in Django Unchained because I know that cast better than That one's than actually a, an easier way to go. Oh shit! The fuck is his name? Wasn't Jamie Fox? Not Jamie Fox. It's not Samuel L. Jackson. There's only like five guys in Django and Jane, dude. <laughs> what are the fucking names, though? DiCaprio is not him. Christoph Waltz wasn't him. Said you only got like it's two like, other people. I know, but what if they're fucking? <laughs> okay, I let's see give you five, five more seconds. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, he is the new Brian, star. Brian Cranston. He is the new star of <laughs> Unicorn on NBC. Unicorn, the new show. Um, his name is Walter Goggins. How was I supposed to get Walter Goggins? <laughs> Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. You know what? Here's to your illustrious career, Walton, but fuck. I was never going to get that. He has also been on a lot of television shows. He's been on. He's been the star of Justified. Oh, I'm he's sure. He's the star of Sons of Anarchy. He was the, He's the star of Unicorn right now. Mm-hmm. He's, yes. If I saw his face, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's the guy in, he's the guy in, uh, um, in Django Unchained that is the head he's the head guy shooting everybody so Jamie mm. Foxx shoots him in the end yeah he says hey say good, say goodbye and he shoots him yes okay in the leg mm-hmm. and he's like crying on the yeah. floor that guy yeah no no I see I see his face now yeah would never have gotten his name <laughs> I was going to ask you the other way I was going to ask was, you was the other his name the other way would have been Walter Goggins playing Billy Crash and Clay Aikens what two movies was he in Oh, which were Academy Award winners? Billy Crash. Yeah, I, I, I may and have I would said which with, movies what was which movies was he in? With, both of those names sound like Western names. <laughs> but there's, but there's four movies that could have fallen. Well, it wouldn't have been Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> no, but it could have been. It could have been four of the movies on that list. Wouldn't have been Life of Pi. Could have been Argo. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been Clay argument. Aikens or Clay? Sorry, Clay Hawkins. Clay Hawkins. Uh, Clay Hawkins doesn't sound like a, a real life name. Well, Argo, he didn't get it, so just deal with it. Argo <laughs> is a real life. It could have been story. any of the guys inside of the. Could have been of the. Uh, you know, could have been. 
building there. All right, so we each stumped each other. Good on us. (laughs) (laughs) We're either good at writing trivia or we're just bad Bad, movies. (laughs) All right, uh, so we're going to talk about the best picture winner and nominees for the 2013 Academy Awards. Do you want to go through the nominated list? Let's go over the the nominees for 2012. All right, so... 13, I mean. Keep making that mistake. The best picture winner of that year is Argo. Argo with mm-hmm. Mr. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, who was Affleck. the credited producer along with George Clooney, my boyfriend. <laughs> Yours and every other girl in America. It's true. Woman. Someday he'll be divorced and then I can have him. Uh, do, do you have a list of the nominees you want to read with me? Or? Sure. Uh, so, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, Silver Linings Playbook. Starring the trifecta that happened for a while of Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, and Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. Uh, Beasts, J-Law. Beast of the Southern Wild. Which we will not be going over because, I mean, how many of you have actually seen that movie? Not a lot of people saw it. It is an interesting uh, movie that is beautifully surreal. Uh, blah, blah. But, you know. <laughs> It's a wonderful indie darling that they throw on the list because they want to feel like they're uh, representing all cinema, but... Uh, and we're not going to do that? Argo wins, so, you know. <laughs> Next. We're not Rotten Tomatoes. No. Life of Pi. Life of Pi, yes. Uh, whose cinematographer won this year? Um, a man I used to sleep over at his house. That sounds really creepy, and you should... Because, a different way. because he was my uncle? Does that make it better? <laughs> you should just say that you still used to sleep at his aunt's house, your aunt's house, yep. and she was married to him. My, my aunt was married to uh, Claudio Miranda for a little while, and uh, uh, you know I hung out at, at his house uh, quite a few times. He had a dope-ass fucking I actually house did, too, once. And a cool-ass cinema viewing movie, like a, a screening room. It was fucking dope. Um, another nominee, Django Unchained. The previously mentioned Django Unchained. Before mentioned Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. And Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, a bit of a sleeper on this list. It was a good movie, but... It's kind of the same as all the other movies yeah. that are similar to that. Yep. Uh, then we have the remake of the musical Les Miserables. Which has absolute terrible singing from all involved. It was not a good film. Not a good musical. Yeah, and I'm gonna catch some heat for that because there are people that absolutely love. No, Les if you, I'm sorry, but if you like this version of Les Mis, you are a moron. It's not good. It, it's terrible. And mm-hmm. who's the girl that stars in this movie? I can't ever remember um, her name. Her name is uh, Liv Tyler. It? No. Yes, <laughs> Liv Tyler. Ugly Liv Tyler, or no, uh, Brokeback Liv Tyler. Brokeback Mountain Liv Tyler. Uh, let's see what what else. Or we have? better known as Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yes. Um, I think the last movie on this list is Lincoln. 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 I think that's the French pronunciation. Lincoln. <laughs> it's Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> that's what the French said as they were marching on the south. Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, we forgot the uh, the foreign film. Amor. Amor. You don't need that one. Two French titled uh, movies, Amor and... Uh, Les Miserables. I feel like, though, if the French actually saw our version of Les Mis, they would just puke, they frankly. Would, they would say that it was miserable. Yeah, if they saw Russell Crowe's singing and Anne Hathaway's uh, acting slash singing, they would have thrown up. That is more miserables, <laughs> not less. All right, uh, so those are the nominees that we're going to be going over later. But first, let's take a trip behind the Oscars. Dun, dun, dun. All right, this is the 85th Annual Academy Awards. You have a guess at the host? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Billy Crystal. First time, last time. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane, yes. Seth MacFarlane was the host. Uh, not asked back yet. That's really funny that I got that. I didn't realize that. I was... <laughs> uh, he was uh, then replaced by Ellen, who took selfies. So, yeah. He was not a good host. You know, uh, he has the potential to be a Billy Crystal-esque host, and I think that's probably why they hired him in the first place. Except for the fact that Billy Crystal is humble, and Seth MacFarlane is absolutely full of himself. 
Yes. And hates everyone, but that's not him. You know, it's his thing. Uh, he was nominated during this Academy Awards for Best Original Song for the song they wrote for Ted. Um, I'm not sure if it was Thunder Buddies or, <laughs> or if it was another song. Uh, but he becomes the first guy since James Franco in 2011 to become a host and a nominee in the same um, awards show. If James Franco is the other guy that you are on the same list with, I'm not sure you should be in that same company. I'm saying with all things, all things, you know, uh, hosts of the Oscars, <laughs> um, women on the Me Too movement. Sure. Or men on the Me, men Too, on the movement. Me Too movement. Yeah. yeah. I think all of those things you should kind of stay away from. Is, if that, it involves is Seth MacFarlane on, Franco. on that list? I don't think Seth MacFarlane's He's not. On He's no. not. But I'm saying that people who are on lists with James Franco. With James Franco typically not great. No, because it includes, you know, Me, Me Too lists. And James Franco. And James Franco. <laughs> yes. Guys who are in Pan or. Uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Actors who have worked with Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> stoner laugh. He, uh, yeah. If you were to ask me if Seth MacFarlane had been nominated for an Oscar, I would have said no. <laughs> yeah. But then if you were surprised to ask me, me to learn that he was nominated for an Oscar for, of all things, a song he wrote for the movie Ted. Yeah, I know. And, and certain. Certain aspects of the Oscars always shock me because I always look at it on the list and I go, that person was not nominated for an Oscar. Yes, like one of the the uh, all-time uh, gobsmack you know, stats is that like Suicide Squad is an Academy Award-nominated film. Yes. Yeah. When I found out that Nat Faxon won for writing The Descendants with George mm. Clooney, I was very shocked because I thought he was just a comedian. Yeah. Just a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, uh, at the time... I think he was on some sitcom. He was on, I don't know if he was on Married at the time, mm. but Married was the show that I knew him from mm-hmm. originally with Judy Greer. Maybe. Maybe that's the sitcom that I was thinking of, like yeah. a single camera sitcom yeah. kind of a thing. And he was on, and now he's on uh, college with, or uh, friends from college. Oh, yeah. So he's always been on the, the, all these quirky shows. Yeah, I, I like him as, as a comedic actor. It yeah. Just, he, I just didn't he know he was a writer that. Yeah, you know, I had no an idea. An Oscar-winning writer. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. He's, he's that guy that shows up to a party where you're like, the, the first thing you think of is not the fact that he's an Academy Award-winning yeah. uh, writer. You're yeah. like, oh, that's that guy from that show. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's the guy that shows up wearing the Oscar around yeah, his neck. just because... He's like, oh, yeah? You think I'm that guy from that show? I got this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Pay me more. I want a fucking Oscar. <laughs> yeah. All right, where were we? We were talking about... You were giving us a look behind, behind the, the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah, copyright All pending. Right. So Argo, who won Best Picture, becomes the fourth film to win Best Picture without a directing nomination. Ooh. Yeah. It's because they didn't like Ben Affleck. It's in, uh, it's in good company Affleck. here. 1927. So, okay. Best Picture winners that uh, did not have a Best Director nominee, which usually go pretty... Hand, hand in hand. Hand in gotcha. hand here. Feeling it? Um, Wings from 27. Is that the one with uh, Steven Weber about the guys who are on Nantucket Island? No. No? No. It's the original film version oh, of Oh, not the TV show from, from, the, from the 80s? No, they readapted okay. that movie for the television okay. show. And not then the one, changed not, not the one with Monk that used to fix no. the planes. Yeah. And, okay. Tony Shalhoub gotcha. was the mechanic. Gotcha. Who solved crimes. Okay, I thought he was the... He was the Plane mechanic who couldn't touch the planes. Yeah, he's OCD way. and he hated gotcha. having grease on his hands. Yes, gotcha. Um, had a different toothbrush for every. Yep. You know. Yeah. Gotcha. And Lowell. Uh, 1932's Grand Hotel, which sounds god awful. Uh, it's actually a pretty good movie. Is it? <laughs> I don't. know. I've never really uh, seen it, but. And then um, uh, switch the envelope. Alumni. 1989's Driving Miss Daisy. So it's in good, good standing here. Argo. Yeah, but Drive Miss Daisy is a good movie. It just has... Apparently it wasn't well directed. <laughs> enough. Well, maybe they just thought there wasn't enough direction. I mean, they're just in a car. Sure. You know? a, lot, a lot of car scenes. There's some scenes in a bedroom. There's a lot of car scenes. You, you know. know. Um, Silver Linings Playbook becomes the first movie since 1981's Reds to have nominees in all four acting categories, which... Makes sense, but like Silver Linings Playbook as a movie is not good enough, I don't think, to be nominated for Best Picture, which is 
you know, uh, it, it is a it doesn't typical deserve to be on the best picture. It's no, it's a typical best picture nominee to me. I think it is the acting in it, though. I will give it. Uh, there's everybody in that movie is acting as much as they can. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not it's not short on acting talent, man. No, I'm I'm saying everybody in that movie is is acting the shit out of their parts. The movie itself is a little. Uh, like it doesn't quite go into the sort of like crazy introspective places that a movie like that usually does when it's nominated for an Academy Award, or it doesn't it's not as epic. It, it it's just sort of a vanilla movie, but people in it are trying really really hard, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense that all four of the actors that were in that um, the supporting roles and the lead roles would get nominated. J Law, who wins. Uh, for Best Actress, becomes the second youngest Best Actress winner, right? Doesn't, uh, what's her name from, from uh, uh, True Grit win as the youngest? Uh, Haley Steinfeld? Perhaps, yes. I thought she's the that one sounds, that's the youngest. That sounds right. Uh, J-Law was 22 at the time that she won that particular Oscar. Uh, the Supporting Actress, oh, excuse me, Best Actress category in general uh, had a lot of age uh, fun facts. It it contained in this category the youngest uh, Quvenge. Oh, I'm going to say this wrong. Quvenge Wallace. I think I said that correctly. Why don't you do that on your own? Quvenge Wallace. Uh, although it's not spelled that way, that's the way it, it was. To- I was told to pronounce it on Wikipedia. Uh, she was 10 years old when she was in this category, uh, becoming the youngest. Uh, nominee for Best Actress. She uh, is holds the distinction of being the only nominee of any category ever born in the 21st century, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, Haley Steinfeld did not win an Academy Award. She, she was nominated. nominated. She was nominated. She did not win. The who who was the youngest? It, it would have been the like uh, what's her face from the piano. I don't know. We sent freaking Al on vacation. I'll All get right. back to you. Uh, this category also. Besides having the youngest nominee, the second youngest winner also had the oldest actress nominee in Emmanuel Riva. She was 85. Lots of... Uh, That's pretty old. Yeah. Is for, for best... At, I mean, to be working at 84, probably when she shot the movie, um, putting in great work, good on her. Um, let's see here. Daniel Day-Lewis, staying in the uh, acting categories, he becomes the first three-time Best Actor winner for his portrayal of Lincoln in uh, Lincoln. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis is uh, is a powerhouse. (laughs) Everything he does at least gets nominated, except for maybe one movie. And uh, uh, he's won a a lot of Academy Awards. This movie gave him his third Best Acting Award, which I don't believe has been repeated as of yet, but we're only, you know, six years past this particular award, so there is time. Uh, This is the sixth tie in Oscars history. Skyfall and Zero Dark Thirty both won for Best Sound Editing. I'm sure that was one of those that they didn't show on TV because they never get any credit to those hardworking men and women (laughs) that that do all the technical work. P.S. Marlene Matlin was the youngest to win at 21. Oh, okay. But there she was go. also not only the youngest, she was also the only deaf. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, actress to win. Let's see here. For Children of a Lesser God. And the final little tidbit behind the Oscars here, the supporting actor nominees this year, uh, it was the first time ever in an Academy Awards that all of the nominees for supporting actor were all previous winners. It's a... Tough crowd to be in that particular year. Those are the kind I don't like. The ones where they're they're, they're all previous winners. Like if they're they, all if there are previously winners, then I don't want to see them. Um, you know, it's Christoph Waltz who had just won for. Um, it was Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Alan Arkin was nominated for for Argo. Robert De Niro, Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master, which is interesting to me that they would make Philip Seymour Hoffman a supporting role. He was to me the co lead. To Joaquin Phoenix in The Master, but I guess, you know, technically they could make him a supporting actor because the movie centers around Joaquin Phoenix's character. 
But a lot of that movie is Philip Seymour Hoffman being L. Ron Hubbard-ish. <laughs> Allegedly. And then Tommy Lee Jones for uh, his portrayal as Thaddeus Stevens in Lincoln. Thaddeus. I bet he never thought he would be playing a Thaddeus. <laughs> I like the name Thaddeus because it's short for Thad. You know... People go, what's up, Thad? Nothing about Tommy Lee Jones makes me think of the name Thad. <laughs> you know, there used to be a TV show on called uh, Blue Mountain State. Blue Mountain State. On, yes. Uh, you can probably get it still on Netflix. It was a, a raunchy sort of parody of Friday Night Lights, but in college. Well, uh, it was more like, uh, it was uh, it was kind of like Varsity Blues when they go to college. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, and more it is. You can probably still get it on Netflix. And the... the uh, the what, what would you call that? The guy who's like the the anti main character. What's that? I'm I'm blanking right now. So um, an anti hero. Anti hero. The anti hero mm. was a guy named Thad. Thad. And Thad was like the quarterback the asshole. No, he wasn't quarterback. Not he the was, quarterback. No, the quarterback was the nice guy. Mm. He never wanted to play. That was the joke. <laughs> but anyway, so go check it out. It's a wonderful show. Anyway. Now let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the other movies that made an impact and look at the top grossing movies of 2012. So 2012 was a decent movie for or a decent year for movies. It was. It had some good movies. Uh, Lawless, which we mentioned in our in our trivia. I section, think Lawless should have been on the damn Academy Award. Is a great movie. Um, <clears throat> should we pencil it in? Should we should we run it? I'm our, saying right now that should be on the list. All right, Lawless is is going to be on the list. We gotta we gotta move another movie off of that. Amore. Let's just kick that right off the list. Amore was already off that. I say we got the Beast one uh, gone. Yeah, Amore gone. Yeah, I mean if we're gonna do uh, a movie about, I say the what we South, should do is just the do depression five. is. We should cut down to just five. Just five. We usually do like seven. No, we'll cut. Well, yeah, no, we usually do just the five, five movies and the from two the Academy alternates. Awards and the two alternates. That's fine. We got to cut down to only five movies from the Academy Awards. So I'm saying, let's do. Oh, okay. Uh, from our Academy Awards, well, you know, Ar- Lincoln, we have to do Argo because Lincoln, it's the winner. Lincoln, yeah, Argo. Hold on, let me let me get back to my the the list. I switched pages here. You switched the envelope. Uh, let's see here. We have to do Lincoln. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, Lincoln, Life of Pi. Bullshit. Get out. Get rid of it. Django Unchained has to stay. Yes, Django Unchained is a great movie. So Argo, Django Unchained, Lincoln. Uh, then we've got Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty. You want to do Lame Is just so we can tell it to fuck off? Yeah, we can do Lame Is okay, to lame tell is. it to fuck off. And then, uh, I mean, you know, do you want? Uh, That's five. Wait, wait, no, that's four. We got Argo, Argo, Lame Lincoln, Is, Lame Is. And then we've got Silver Linings, Django oh, Unchained, Django Unchained, and Lincoln. Silver Lining. Okay, yeah, it's five. Right. Okay, and then we that. add Lawless. Lawless would be and then we'll the, find first, another the first alternate. We'll, find and we'll see. One. We'll see what else. Uh, what else came out? Like uh, the Odd Life of Timothy Green. No. What the fuck? No. Absolutely, that's bullshit. No. Um, 2012's Total Recall. Sure. Why not? <laughs> this is the year that brought us Pitch Perfect, Jeff. Bitch Perfect is one. Is Not a classic. Bitch Perfect. Bitch Perfect is a gla- is a classic movie. It is Oscar worthy. No, no, no. But it's a great movie. No. Uh, we, I, I just love watching that movie when it comes on TV. Right. We got the new cinematic adaptation of the Three Stooges from uh, Dumb and Dumber uh, fucking uh, directors. I never saw it. It's terrible. Uh, let's see. Um, a, a movie that uh, is. Um, you know, would not necessarily get a nod for an Academy Award for Best Picture, but one that is absolutely fantastic because it's in the horror genre. It gets, you know, um, it doesn't get a lot of Academy play, but that is Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Did you see Cabin in the Woods? Um, I think I let, I did not, I missed that one. So it's a- During dr- that time, that's when they had Cabin in the Woods, uh, Stream at the End of the Woods, Down by the River. Yes. Uh, down, this, down, down by the River. This movie uh, is a horror film that starts cabin off... Cabin Fever. It starts off thinking that it's about that, then takes a wild left turn, and I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's done by Drew Goddard, who um, is uh, was a writer and eventually was a showrunner for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He also is the showrunner for the first season of uh, Daredevil, Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix, which is fantastic. One of the best series or uh, seasons of a um, TV ever created. Um, 
Cabin in the Woods is a fantastic movie, but if you haven't seen it, first of all, go see it because it's incredible. Meh. Um, you like horror films? I love horror films, but I don't like new horror. It's I mean, not, I do kind of like horror films. It's like horror and sci-fi and fucking mystery. It's great. Uh, but it, it came out uh, this year, so I guess I guess we're not gonna we're not gonna do that one. Okay, uh, Twenty One Jump Street came out this year. Twenty One Jump Street is a great movie. I think the first one really good. Twenty Two was goofy. Yeah, the yeah. first one was great, especially spoiler alert: the ending with the return of Johnny Depp. Yes, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Not just Johnny Depp, but his partner. Yes, I don't know who the other guy from the other guy who was actually his partner. <laughs> yes, who returns with him in this movie? It's, that was great. It's a great cameo. Um, this movie had, or this year showed us two movies about Abraham Lincoln. One being the nominated Lincoln, and one where he's a vampire slayer. Yes, Am, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Uh, which, I actually liked that movie. Which I was saw it. Really fun. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it was incredibly fun. Yes. All right, so going into top 10. Number 10, uh, let's see. By the way, no Best Picture nominees are in the top 10. Oh, there's a movie here. In the, there's two movies in the top. No, there's one movie in the top 10 that I, I think we could probably argue could be a, a, um, a contender here because it was a really good movie. Uh, but number 10, we have Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. My kids love that movie. Oh, God. This, you know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say this great. once. I'm going to say this once. You are an older gentleman. <laughs> you cannot rate a kid's cartoon. The original Madagascar is great. The one that's all penguins is no. hilarious. No, I'm going to say this like this. You have to rate a kid's film like you rate your female coworkers. This is a dangerous path, Jeff. No, it's not a dangerous path. <laughs> dangerous coworkers. Dangerous coworkers. Fe- female co- female comes into your work, right? Mm-hmm. She's wearing. She's got a stain on her dress. Sure. You go. I'm sc- excuse me, miss. You've got a spot on your dress. Mm-hmm. She goes. Okay, sorry. I'd probably use the first name if they're a coworker. Okay, so you go. Hey, Betty, you got a stain on your dress. You go. Okay, sorry about that. Now, if she's got just a dress dress that makes that looks real good, you don't say a word. Got it? Despite the stain. No, there's no stain. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't. You, you don't, don't compliment you don't mention, her. You don't. Comp- you know, hey, that's a really nice outfit. So you can say something yeah. negative, but you can't say something positive. You can't say something that could be construed as potentially a come on. Yes. Got what I'm saying? Yeah. Opposite for Speaking kids. Speaking of movies. stains. <laughs> opposite of opposite. <laughs> opposite of kids uh, movies. Come on. <laughs> opposite for kids movies. You can say something complimentary for kids movies. You can't say something. You shitty? can say go up there and go, man. I love that kids movie. I was I was pleasantly surprised that when I was watching this cartoon, it was fantastic. I disagree. You cannot I disagree. rip it apart. You know why? You're not a fucking kid. I, I'm not I don't need to rip it apart. It was it just it, compared to the rest of the movies in the franchise, like there's one where they escape from Madagascar or whatever. Number two. Um is that the second one? Yeah. That one is enjoyable. The third one, Europe's most wanted, is not great. My kids love it. Well you know what? Kids, kids I don't like love it. it. Yeah. But you know what? My kids love it. You know why? It was made for kids. It is. It's true. <laughs> and here's another thing. When children are watching a movie, you don't rip it apart because you have th- certain things. Like when I ha- see John Oliver, who I like to watch, mm-hmm. but John Oliver ripping apart the Emoji movie. I go, bro, it's not fucking made for you. Was he in the Emoji movie? I don't know. That may be why he he shreds it a little bit because he may have been in that movie as a voice. So that, that may be partially self-deprecating, which is kind of his style. I don't get that. That's what he's doing mm. now. I don't know. It, it, it feels odd to be rageful against a child's movie. <laughs> no, he's not you know rageful. He's you know like, like if, you, if you have an anger for how terrible, he's not the only one is. that does it though. There's many people that do it for specifically for that movie. And a I lot of people like, disliked the Emoji movie. But it's always adults. I'm like, dude, it's a kid's yeah, movie. The Emoji movie was a fine kid's movie. So like, getting back whatever. to you hating movies that no, are kids' movies. No. Just, I, just Madagascar 3 fell short of the rest. It's like, you know, the Ice Age movies. There's a couple in there that are just like, really? This was, it, it becomes like direct-to-DVD type. 
but because of the success of the franchise, they release it in theaters. And then like somebody else gets their chance at doing an Ice Age movie, and you're like, oh, actually, Continental Drift was pretty good, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, Ice Age: The Meltdown, oof, that was weak. What makes them weak, though? I don't know. The, like the story premise, some of them are they have interesting story premises. I mean, there's plenty of children's movies out there, like the original fucking Madagascar. Is a bunch of zoo animals. John Oliver, not in. Ma- not okay. In, so he's just an movie. ass. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, we're getting off on a tangent that we don't need to get on. It's fine. Moving on to another children's movie that starred a cute, cuddly little bear, and that is Ted. Oh, wait, not a kid's movie. No. <clears throat> not a kid's movie at all. Not Seth MacFarlane. MacFarlane. Seth, Seth MacFarlane voicing uh, a teddy bear. Um, CG in this is great. Actually, the movie itself was was pretty good. Um, the first I, one, great. I, second I one, sucked. It. First one, great. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The first one I thought was a little weird. It's weird, but it's good. I didn't really like the like, Despite concept. Mark Wahlberg. I didn't really like the concept that much. Hmm. I thought the concept was kind of stupid. Okay. Guy obsessed with a teddy bear. Well, but it's like a magical teddy bear that can talk. Yeah, and but it was just a weird concept. I didn't. I thought he tried to apply the uh, the uh, the dog and Peter concept from Family Guy mm. to a movie. Yes, and it didn't make sense. The thing that didn't didn't quite hit for me, like the jokes that didn't quite hit for me, were all of the oversexed bear human yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, but he, like, he doesn't have genitalia. Like, it, yeah, it, it, this doesn't make. This doesn't make sense within the world that you've created. That's what I'm saying. Created. He created the world in Family Guy where Brian has that exact same joke happen all the time with women. Sure, but Red so Rocket, he, Red Rocket, it's a, a thing. <laughs> yeah, but he tries to make... It's bestiality, but funny. <laughs> but he tries to make that same joke with Ted. Yes. Like, the literally same joke. But, I don't know, I just didn't think it worked. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, number eight, another children's movie. Chock full of children's movies. This top 10. Apparently 2012 was the year you took your kids to the movies. Um, it is a fairly underrated uh, Disney movie in my, or Pixar Disney movie in, in my... Uh, Monsters, Inc. In my opinion. Cars, no, planes. No. Uh, and it's Brave. <laughs> Brave. I actually, personally, not my favorite of them, but whatever. It, it marks the first time that a princess appears in a Pixar movie. And she gets added to the sort of Disney princess, uh, you know, um, lineup. But she is not a Disney princess necessarily. She's a Pixar princess. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie, uh, mainly because I love redheads and the Scottish accent. You know, the reason why I didn't don't like watching this one is because the I thought the um, the storyline was kind of boring to watch. Her mom turns into a bear. Yeah, that's why I was. Kinda, she goes on know, a journey to to patch the relationship between her and her mother. Yeah, I, th- I just thought it was kind of boring, but it's understandable. Uh, so did a lot of people, but <laughs> I don't. Most people don't want to watch this movie. I mean, it's not. It's like their least well, popular movie. As far as like kids' movies go, it's a a pretty like angsty older teen. Yeah, theme. and she her whole, the whole point of this movie is that she won't listen to her parents. Yes, it, even in the end, the whole point is that I didn't listen to my mom. Yeah, and dad, pretty much. So that's not really the best message to send. And also, yeah. if you ask people. If you ask little kids and you see the character in Disneyland, most kids don't know who this character is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know it's Merda, which is also kind of a hard name to say. They just say Brave. Yeah. <laughs> That's Brave. They'll go, hey, it's Merida. Uh, this uh, year, 2012, was the first year that they uh, came out with, um, what's his face from f- uh, Andrew Garfield. Thank you, Al. The president? <laughs> no, Andrew Garfield. Uh, he was in the Facebook movie. Um, he's also, uh, he dated uh, Emma Stone for a while because they were in The Amazing Spider-Man together. Oh, gotcha. This one was okay. The second one, not as great. Uh, and then they shit can the whole thing and gave it to Marvel. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was number seven. Uh, number six, uh, the... First of the finale of the Twilight Saga. This is Breaking Dawn Part Two. Is this one? Is she pregnant? Oh, and giving this is the birth? second. The is she second pregnant installment. And giving birth to a vampire in this one. I think. I think she is already given birth by the time this movie starts. You sure? Oh, yes. This movie is the one where they have an epic snow battle between vampires and other vampires and wolves, wolf people, and heads. Oh. 
Like there are severed heads in this movie. I honestly think this this series or this this group of yeah series, if you will, is going to go down as one of the most dated, like mm-hmm. epic. Ge- yeah, generations terrible from movies. now will laugh at the sort of uh, like. Uh, this will be pandering the, to, this will be to the females. Tiffany and and Debbie Gibson of music for our generation yeah. looking back. This is just like shit movies that people will look back and go, what the fuck were the people of that generation yeah. thinking watching it'll, this shit? It'll be Twilight Saga and the Fifty Shades of Grey Saga. Just lump those into like, what were they thinking? Making yeah, but they're movies. still making those movies, man. That movie nope, just, they're done. They're done with yeah, Fifty yeah, Shades. Yeah, they just finished. They the just movie finished. is still like on HBO. And you know, nobody saw go. it. Nobody went to go see What was it called? Fifty movies. Shades... Uh, harder. No, it was Fifty Shades... Uh, Die Harder. I don't know. Yeah, we can all agree that those movies are trash. Uh, number five. Cracking into the top five. Making $303 million, Jeff. The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Now, the Hobbit movies... Uh, this is like a prequel to the Lord of the Rings movies, if you're not in the know. Yeah, I enjoyed Lord of the Rings when I saw it. I only saw part of the Hobbit movies, but they're always okay. fun to so go on a journey. I enjoyed the Hobbit movies a lot more than I enjoyed the Lord of the Rings trilogy, mainly because I didn't fall asleep during the Hobbit movies. Well, Lord of the Rings, I think after a while, you feel like you're uh, you're just walking for nine fucking hours. They walk a lot in the Hobbit, but they do break up the action a lot better and um, with giant spiders and shit. I think in Lord of the Rings in the first movie it's great, but then after in the second Lord of the Rings movie and the third Lord of the Rings movie, you're like, dude, just get to the, just throw the fucking ring in the, in the damn demon eye or whatever, and, and, <laughs> and get this stupid movie over. But you know the the Hobbit's fine. I mean, it's it's cool. It's a cool journey, you know. I think that I enjoyed the Hobbit uh, because I had the context of Lord of the Rings, but I did enjoy the Hobbit better. Because I again, I didn't. I fell asleep a lot during the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> you know, they get a sword, an accent, and a and a horse going in one scene, and I just conk right the fuck out. I think Lord of the Rings started the career of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom and uh, Vigo Mortensen, mm-hmm. Mortensen, and uh, that unknown actor Sean Austin, <laughs> who Aston, just Sean happened Aston. to be in Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> But the rest of them, yeah, for sure. It uh, it definitely kickstarted the career of uh, what, what's his face who played Gollum, uh, Andy Serkis, as being the like go to mocap guy. Yeah, you know, um, beating out The Hobbit, the movie that I think might be a potential for nominee for best picture, is one of the best Bond films ever made. Skyfall. Skyfall. It uh, edged it out by uh, only a million dollars at the box office. Sky Fallen. No, that's not the song. Uh, something like that. Something yeah, like that. Uh, Adele singing "Sky Fallen." Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the best theme songs for a Bond film, and one of the best Bond films, hands down. It's so tight and great as a film. Bond likes a tight film. He does. Yeah. Uh, would Would you want to consider it for best picture? Or no? I don't think any Bond film should be uh, considered as best best picture. Really, I mean, Skyfall is exceptional. I don't think any Bond film should be considered best picture. Okay. They're a formula, and they fit a certain formula. And honestly, I think that they fit kind of a certain formula, and I don't really think that... Skyfall breaks a little bit from that, but it does have very Bond things that happen, yes. You know, they don't... don't, I think an Academy Award-winning movie should be something that has... Uh, does something significant or does something new? Does something breaks barriers? Well, this Bond a, films don't. But this is a Bond film. The the sort of underlying storyline of Skyfall and um, you, you sort of the origins of James and where he came from and you know like. But it's still a Bond his, film. His, They've been it still, is still doing still the same thing since nineteen sixty whatever. Two. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number three. Blasting Skyfall by $100 million is the start of the Hunger Games franchise. The Hunger Games. Jennifer Lawrence wins an Oscar this year and also stars in one of the highest grossing films of the year. Uh, She was having a great year at 22. It's all downhill from there, J-Law. Sorry. (laughs) Hunger Games was a pretty good film. Uh, The original Hunger Games was pretty good, yes. Uh, The second one, I think, is the best in, in the series. 
Um, I thought the first one was actually pretty good. Yeah, no, no. I I, uh, I had enjoyed these books, and uh, a lot of people uh, had issue with the way that this particular one was uh, adapted. They left out certain things. They changed around some things. That didn't bug me quite as much. Uh, they were more faithful to the second book, and I think the movie is better for it, but um, The Hunger Games is a fantastic series. Go out, out and watch that whole the four uh, movies that they made from it, and... Um, you know, it's it's good. You know, uh, with YA, a young adult. Yeah, it started um, a bunch of. It started a series of young adult uh, adaptations. They also right after this, they did the Divergent series, which, which actually terrible. never. Well, the first movie was really good. Ugh. No, the first movie uh, was first really movie good. Was okay. I did <laughs> whatever. Not, I did not like it. The first movie was really good, and then after that, what happened was they um they didn't they just didn't finish the series. So if you were invested in that series, you didn't get an ending. Yeah, because the box office fell the fuck off. Well, the the writing and everything fell yeah, off. Yeah, everything too. fell the fuck off. And um, then they also have the the uh, Scorch Trials with uh, oh, Dylan yeah, yeah. Walsh. The, um, Those are also the Maze Runner, the Maze Runner series. Yeah, I like the Maze Runner series as well. Um, Not that as much one, as Hunger the Games. Final, the final, the ep- final, the final. I just can't even get through the last one though. The final movie is just fucking terrible. The, the cure or whatever, the it's it's like the yeah, race for the cure or something. something. Like I don't that, know yeah. which oh never mind, I think that's actually like something they do in LA. <laughs> <laughs> uh number 2 is the finale of the Christopher Nolan Batman verse uh making 448 million dollars. That's The Dark Knight Rises, which I feel is the weakest of this particular a Batman franchise. It had some problems. Uh, I love Tom still... Hardy, but I didn't think Tom Hardy was a very good villain. Really? I liked him as Bane. There's a lot of things I liked about... I don't like Bane as This a movie? Oh, I see. I think Bane doesn't have... It's not a very dimensional character. It's... Yeah. As a standalone, it's a really good Batman film. As it pertains to the series, I feel like there was some real head-scratching moments, especially coming after The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. And that whole fucking yeah, but I get majesty. I get so annoyed with everybody always talking about Heath Ledger. Eh, whatever. He's fucking amazing. It's okay. <laughs> In that movie, he's the best Joker ever. No, he's not. Well, no. Who's better than Heath Ledger? Jack Nicholson. Joker? No. Yes. No. Absolutely. Jack Nicholson is a fucking cartoon character when you look at him in contrast. He's great. Yeah. In that's in the fucking point. But he is Batman is a cartoon character. Well, he, no, but <laughs> so yes. Good job. Chris proved my point. But Christopher Nolan presented a more real, gritty Batman uh, universe. And the Joker, who could have come off just as being cartoony, comes off as a fucking psychopath, crazy man. I think it's harder, acting-wise, to come off as psychotically cartoonish than it comes off as just being psycho. Jack Nicholson comes off as psychotic and cartoonish. Yeah, but, Whereas Heath Ledger just comes off as psychotic. But he took it to a whole nother level. No, he didn't. He came yeah. off as somebody who's psychotic. Right. Agree to disagree. He's a tour de force. Uh, he was. The right. um, number one movie at the box office, though, was uh, the high, one of like the highest grossing movies of all time. Uh, only outdone by itself. <laughs> uh, it's one of its sequels, and that is Marvel's The Avengers, the original Avengers. Uh, set all of the box office records. It made $623 million. It beat The Dark Knight Rises by almost more than $200 million. That movie made all of the money. I've talked to you a little bit about how I'm starting to tire of the Marvel movies and all the lore, and there's just too much of it. But, you know, I know a lot of people like them, so, you know, good on them. But uh, it's not really my thing anymore. But, you know, I know why it made so much money that year. My my nerd bones won't let me not enjoy those movies. <laughs> I can still watch them and enjoy them, but, but I find myself more excited for the indie films and the films that have more original plots now because the market has been saturated. That is the highest grossing films of 2012. Before we send it off to the theme music, let's go ahead and recap our truncated nominees and our alternate, starting with Argo. Not Lame is. Lame is. Lame is. Django Unchained. Lincoln. And Silver Linings Playbook. We are also going to add in the movie Lawless. That is our pick for what one of the movies that could be added to this list that should have been added to this list. Our snub. Our snub that, I mean, it's definitely better than Lame is. I think it's better than uh, about half the movies on on that uh, list, at least. 
<laughs> Definitely. All right. So that concludes part one. Uh, if you like us. And if we don't remember to come back here, it concludes part two also. <laughs> Uh, subscribe and rate and review us on uh, you know iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts or you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com and uh, click any of the buttons yeah, uh, it, at the top to subscribe sh- to the, the podcast. Make sure to review us because um, we want to know if we if you have any any thoughts, any concerns, any issues that you want suggestions suggestions send it communicate with us we want this to be a conversation we don't want this just to go one way we want this to go both ways so make it a conversation with us on twitter we're just starting it you guys finish it um hit us up on twitter to continue that conversation at switch envelope or you can hit us up on instagram at switch the envelope and um you know we'll get to all of those movies and find out which one really should have won the oscar in 2013 next time on switch the envelope we'll see you later switches Stay gold, Cory boy. The following has been a Riff Laugh production.